Hello everyone, and welcome to the futuristic world of 2022, where corporations have taken over and the people in the street are are downtrodden and there's uh, also robots. So it's a little bit different than hey, our actual... I was going to say, some parts of that are true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the not good parts. I wish there oh, were no. like, freaking cool robots around. Well, I don't, are replicants robots? I guess not. I don't know. Mm, that's the question, um, isn't it? I'm I'm your, your Blade Runner, Zach Deckard. And I am fucking not Jared Leto. Anyone <laughs> yeah, but thank, Jared Leto. Thank goodness he wasn't in this one. Thank the um, Lord. I'm Luke. And uh, we are talking about Blade Runner Blackout 2022 on the short report for Broke Box Office. Broke Box Office. I love a good anime short with lots of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was oh, very man. fun. I had actually never so seen sick. this one before. I had seen the other two shorts, the Jared Leto one as referenced and the Dave Batista one. Yeah. Uh, but never this one. Maybe because it was the longest. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even know these existed until yeah you told me about them. So uh, the I'm glad I do also now. Pretty though. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, they they, cool. uh, I think as we said last week, they were made uh, as companion pieces to sort of apparently explain some of the major events that happened in between Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. But I mean, yeah, I didn't have any questions after seeing Blade Runner 2049, so they're not like necessary. Yeah. But they're cool to see. They are. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the cast. We have Edward James almost returning. Yeah. Um, I thought that was gaff. cool. He's in yeah, like I thought that like two seconds, but yeah. But they got him. They got him back. Um, and then look, here's the thing. Uh huh. All the other people who do the voices in this are anime people. So yeah. They all have like a gajillion credits of <laughs> things that I've never heard of before. Uh huh. There yeah. is so much anime in the world. Mm-hmm. It fucking blows my mind. The woman who plays, um, whatever, like the, the main Trixie, the woman who plays Trixie right, is yes. Lucy Christian. She has 490 <laughs> actor credits on IMDb. Almost got that 500, yeah. Um, I know, right? A lot of it, like I said, almost all of it is stuff that I do not recognize. But then there's also things like, you know, Gatchaman and One hmm. Piece and okay. stuff like that. Nice. Um, and honestly, same with Jovan Jackson, who plays Iggy. Mm-hmm. He also has just a buttload of credits. Nice. Um, all anime stuff. And, you know, Vinland Saga, Dororo. Oh, shit. Wait, who does he play in Vinland Saga? Um, let me see. I, I, wait, he I think I might have plays... watched the sub of that one actually. Oh yeah, um, just a bunch of additional, oh, a bunch of like random att- attendant, people. guard, sailor. Uh, okay, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Um, he yeah. has a nice like deep gruff voice. Yeah, definitely. Apparently, there's a Starship Troopers anime. Anime. Interesting. Or, ooh, it looks like kind of Beowulf tier animation ooh, no. style. That's that. What in the fuck is this? 3D CG from anime? 2017 called starship troopers traitor of mars yeah what i've never heard of that interesting anyway i got sidetracked <laughs> um it's so weird i pretty much like was that. just gonna cover the two of them because mm-hmm. there's not a ton of uh, yeah. voice acting here it's all pretty yeah. visual uh i think it's mostly just those two um yeah well here's something you might recognize uh 
It was, this was directed and written by Shinichiro Watanabe. And as soon as I saw that name, I was like, why is that name familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is familiar because he did Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Oh, so he's like, you know, one of the guys. He he yeah. created those two. He did the Cowboy Bebop movie. He did some Gundam, Macross Plus, the Animatrix he worked on, which this kind of reminded me of that. I thought was funny. Man. Um, he did Space so Dandy. So influential, I feel like. I know, right? Like in a the, lot of the, a lot of good stuff. Really, the the nineties transition that happened within anime that kind of became what anime is today from like what it was in the eighties, which was almost exclusively like children's media. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo were like so instrumental in that. Yeah. So this is comes from one of the true goats of the yeah, anime world. For sure. Um and this also was kind of fun. I don't know if you noticed, but the music was done by Flying Lotus. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember like listening to it or, or watching it. I, I mean, I thought the music was great. Yeah. They do a good job of like starting with the traditional sort of Blade Runner music and then yes, bringing in yeah. some like sort of hip hop beat kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then as soon as I saw Flying Lotus, I was like, oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his whole jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's obviously just like a musician, but he's also worked on, uh, done composing stuff for the Boondocks. Um, that Yasuke, that, that, uh, yeah, right? I fucking love Boondocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever watch Yasuke? I don't think so. It wasn't that great, but the music was good. <laughs> um, he also did an episode of some Salad Fingers TV show from a few years ago, which I didn't know was a thing. Well, uh, well, and don't what? care to look into because i re- yeah i remember hating salad fingers like when it first came out on fucking yeah what was salad fingers on e-bombs world new grounds or, or e-bombs i don't remember or weebles, one of those two weeble stuff weeble stuff i don't think it was one of those was it because that dude yeah, was it's, it's always too, like, too creepy weeble stuff was like yeah, magical trevor <laughs> more fun and cute um yeah but i think it fits with yeah. flying lotus because he also did the music for a movie he wrote and directed called Kuso, which is apparently sort of a gross body horror thing. Cool. Um, fun. And let's see. Oh, and this is weird. Uh, he has directed a segment on the upcoming VHS 99, the the next installment in that series. Mm. Um, I, and then I his... don't think I've ever seen any of those. You really like uh, really? the first one, though, don't you? I like one of them. Well, I, I think... Out of all of them that are out, you can probably cobble together one 90-minute movie oh, yeah. of actually good stuff. Because like, each one will have like one or two really good ones, and then some okay yeah. ones and some shitty ones. Um, yeah. The most recent one that I saw was actually not too bad. VHS Viral is the really bad one. Like okay. Almost none of them on that one are good. Good to know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you know, I'm excited for the next one. I'll just see what it has to offer. Yeah, Because they always do like at least interesting things with the found footage. Yeah. format even if it's not like a good segment like there was one where they tied a camera onto a dog there was oh, one where it was like someone had an eye implant that had a camera in it yeah um yeah anyways <laughs> uh cinematography here is by shinichiro ito who i looked it up i don't think he is related to shinichiro watanabe at all okay um but uh this dude worked on and, and i'm really Going to be saying a lot of these, mostly just for Wilson, in case he's listening. Um, <laughs> Bakemonogatari, Madoka Magica, March Comes In Like a Lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a photography assistant on Your Name. 
Oh, I love that recognize. movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a super good one. Um, and then the spotlight is what I really wanted to talk about because I just chose the first person. I think they were at the top of the list under animators, just like alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuichi Arai, who has 84 credits in animation. Nice. Starting in the early 80s. Wow. He worked on a G.I. Joe the movie and My Little Pony the movie. And um, there was one other uh, where they, you know, back in the 80s, the a lot of the American cartoons were like outsourcing to Japan to get, yeah. you know animation done which is such a funny thing to me to think Mm -hmm. about like uh this dude working on those and then basically right after that he worked on akira oh my god nice yeah and then uh only up from there he worked on one of the dragon ball z movies he worked on sailor moon he worked on ghost in the shell most importantly he worked on the fire emblem tv show dude (laughs) so we should see if that's available somewhere sometime i want to think there's only two episodes of it yeah i've seen it go by uh on ebay on vhs before yeah um but i think it sold for like 80 or 90 dollars or something which is not insane but i was like "Eh, that's a little yeah (laughs) but yeah i do want to see there's a fire emblem manga too that i want to read yeah i need i need to read that one because it's set in um uh fe6 world i'm pretty sure yeah i think so yeah i think it is um anyways after that this dude went on to work on perfect blue digimon adventure uh, and our war game, the the segment that's mm-hmm. included in the Digimon mm-hmm. movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, FLCL, Cowboy Bebop the movie, Naruto, Inuyasha, One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist movies. Jeez. Sword of the Stranger, <laughs> Summer Wars, the sort of like reimagining of that segment from the Digimon movie. Yeah. Uh, Trigun, Badlands Rumble. Trigun. Remember that shit. <laughs> uh, and then most recently he worked on the video game Persona 5 and uh, Evangelion okay <laughs> this is what it's called evangelion colon 3.0 plus 1.01 thrice upon a time uh, i hate shit like that i do not <laughs> understand that fucking series it's the same as like, like Kingdom i wouldn't Hearts. even begin to know where to watch it yeah exactly like just make the sh- the show yeah. or whatever in the order yeah <laughs> like don't put this weird shit um but yeah this dude That's has had insane. like his hand on so many like absolutely iconic yeah. akira ghost in the shell cowboy yeah. bebop like wow. perfect blue it's insane so good job to that dude very cool 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 and good job here i think this is pretty good it's so good um basically what this is is like a retelling of an event um that happens in between the first blade runner and blade runner 2049 i forget if you, right. you already mentioned that but it's in 2022 mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't even really think about that when i chose to do it yeah. <laughs> it's so appropriate it's great um so it's in 2022 and it's the blackout which is mm. basically this like big you could classify it as a, a a terrorist attack it's a yeah replicant terrorist attack where they like take out all the fucking technology and shit mm-hmm. uh by yeah. blowing a bunch of stuff up specifically they're trying to um take out the uh what is it like the the, the registration database. yeah the database yeah. of all of the that keeps track of all the replicants because people are upset that replicants the new replicants now have like regular lifespans instead of the reduced ones from the original blade runner and yeah. so there's a lot of human on replicant violence going on and so these replicants are like we gotta like hide somehow so we gotta take out these databases of ourselves yeah and they um, do that by setting off a big giant emp while also physically blowing up the archives place 
Yeah, there's a a couple like the two main replicants that we really spend pretty much the movie with are Iggy and Trixie. Mm-hmm. Um, they like hijack a big gas tanker truck and then they mm-hmm. fucking drive it into this uh you know like fortress looking place. Mm-hmm. There's a sick fight scene where yeah Trixie is just taking out these guards just yeah. one after the other. Um, it's funny it, watching it. I was like, "Oh, this is so great!" And it also feels familiar in a certain way, and yeah. it feels a lot like Samurai Champloo, kind of. Yeah, it's uh, very acrobatic. Yeah, just like that. Uh, yeah, because that dude from that was always jumping around doing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really neat, and it's almost kind of unexpected because when they're introduced, Trixie is like, I think supposed to be like a, a prostitute replicant kind of thing. Yeah, um, she's she's getting menaced by a couple of assholes yeah um uh and, and she's saved iggy by murders iggy them. yeah who who yeah. is like a soldier replicant yes um yeah. um and that kind of goes to his motivation yeah. for all of this he talks briefly about and we get a flashback to there was some war that he was fighting in and like he he saw kind of once the the dust of of battle had faded he saw that the, the ones that he was fighting were just also replicants mm-hmm. and they're just like yeah, so he just like got complete, fed up with like, the futility of it all. Yeah, a complete like proxy war, or not yeah. even like you know, it's the same thing as nowadays, where it's like yeah, people who decide to go to war will then conscript people who have nothing to do with it really into go. Yeah, and, the fucking and oligarchs. It. You think that they view like actual living service people any different than replicants? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really interesting, interesting movie because of this sort of like take yeah. that it has. Yeah. Um, where you're kind of like rooting for them to sort of pull oh, off this, absolutely. as we were saying, terrorist attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they also introduced this, and I I didn't even realize it was the same person at first. Um, this guy that Trixie has sort of befriended, who is a human but likes replicants. He almost seems mm-hmm. to have like a uh, a fetish for them because he's like yeah. they're more pure than humans yeah. or something like that um but he also has a job at like some sort of nuclear testing facility where he is able to redirect the nuclear thing to help them out yes that's right um, yeah i mean i don't you know i don't know how much it's pretty stories much going on i really love the animation that happens mm-hmm. at the beginning when they're sort of doing the riots and mm-hmm. in the middle when we see iggy's backstory because it's it's a lot looser and sort of more impressionistic yes. and it's just really cool. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy and and grayscale yeah. and and sort of less uh clear mm-hmm. than the rest of it, but it still looks so cool. Yeah. But yeah, lots of um lots of like really natural motion and movement in the fight scenes. It's just mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's really cool looking. Mhm. It's got a great aesthetic to it. You know, we said the music is good. It's got a lot of good shots of the city at night like blade runner type shit as Um, you would expect yeah yeah and i like that the ending narration it's like after after this happened uh they basically banned the creation of replicants for 10 years until freaking what's his face jared leto came along and was like i'm gonna start doing it again the worst (laughs) yeah bummer but I, I have I've been quoted as saying Blade Runner toward twenty forty nine to me is pretty much a perfect movie except for Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> replace him with anybody else, and that might be like my favorite movie ever. Or I wonder but... if you could just like cut him out. Like, what if you just cut all of his scenes? Um, <laughs> like, would it still make sense? I guess not, because he has the scenes with um, 
yeah the the replicant of rachel right right yeah god i love those movies i haven't watched those movies in a while (laughs) i was thinking about that too part uh i watching this made me want to watch those yeah um yeah and also watching cyberpunk edge runners made me want to watch this which is also kind of yeah i gotta watch that it's i haven't seen it yet super into like the cyberpunk stuff i need to play the game now um but i guess this is sort of like anyone listening can tell we liked it so go watch it we liked it two thumbs up it's great it's about 15 minutes long um it's canon Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's super cool. It's a great time. Go Whoa. Apparently there's a 2021 anime television series called Blade Runner Black Lotus. Ooh. I had never heard of that. It's a whole series? Yeah. Oh, Maybe shit. I'll look it up. Oh, it looks like it might be like CG animated though. Ooh. Eh. Eh. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We still have this. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go check this one out. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, Pretty good shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell your friends about the show if you like it. Get the word out yeah. there. Uh, the follow us on out. Instagram at BrokeBoxOffice. Yes. Email us at BrokeBoxOffice at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read have it an on the show. here. Yes. Um, I forgot. Mom told me the answers to the questions from last time. I forgot what it was. I think she said <laughs> that the movie that they watched in a cult oh, was yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Raised of the Lost Ark or something, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I feel like we were kind of close. Yeah, I was. Um, we were in the ballpark. Okay. So her questions this time are, who played a character in the Digimon movie and the lead in another movie you ever viewed? The Digimon movie. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. Again. <laughs> I, I do not remember. Mom, your trivia is too hard. Are, <laughs> her other questions are, what role in the Digimon movie and what other movie were they in and what role did they play there? Holy and cow. I fucking do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also has a question, what year was the first sushi restaurant in the U.S.? And I... Uh, Does she just want us to guess? I... I think we might have mentioned it in the episode. I don't. I don't know. The first sushi um, restaurant in the U.S. Uh, what year? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, guess 1987. I'm gonna guess 1959. Are we gonna? Should we Google it? <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Fuck. 1906. Oh shit. All right. Cool. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like if if japanese people are coming to live here they'd probably open a sushi restaurant yeah i don't know why i thought it'd be like a fad thing in the 80s um and then the last question is i don't know if this is in reference to the digimon movie or not but it said what was the only character name that zach remembered and then in parentheses luke didn't remember any <laughs> but i feel like you would have remembered the names of the digimon yeah it can't characters. be about the digimon movie matt ty kari Sora, tk mimi joe agumon we got them all <laughs> izzy <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We don't Willis. remember. <laughs> remember Willis, the good, great friend of everyone? Willis. You mean the Digidestin that has two Digimon and they never explain why? Mm-hmm. Other than that they're twins. Whatever. Then he's a freaking baller. That's why. Um, he is pretty baller. Yeah, I don't I don't know what this question is in reference to, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we're bad at <laughs> trivia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to guess that the person who played a character in the Digimon movie and the lead in another movie we watched is nicholas cage i'm gonna guess in amos and andrew that it is 
the band the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were in Troy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another well, successful trivia. Thanks for the email, the though. We thanks always appreciate it. Uh, righty. What are we doing next I week? I didn't really have one prepared because I'm going to be gone out of the country uh, for a yes. few weeks. Um, this is true. So I will. We can figure something out, uh, and I guess post it on the Instagram the or Insta. just fucking yeah. who cares? Just listen to the episode, no matter what it is. <laughs> I dare you. Yes, surprise episode coming soon. Whenever yes. we get around to it. Whenever okay. I get back. And then pretty soon Christmas. Oh man, can't wait for Hallmark season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm going to find another Chevy Chase Christmas movie. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good time in this uh, futuristic year of 2022. Yes, indeed. Bye. Cybernetics. Bye-bye.